All right, baby. Oh, yeah. Chocolate starfish. <laughs> and the hot dog flavored water. Keep on rolling, baby. Move in and move out. Hands up, our hands down. Back up, back up. Know what you want to do now. Keep, Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Rolling, 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 rolling. Yeah. Come on. Now I know y'all be loving this shit right here. L-I-M-P. Biscuit is right here. People in the world. Now put their hands in the air. you don't care, then we don't care. Lost another sponsor. Falling, dropping like Welcome to Brose, the champagne of podcasts. <laughs> my name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros and Rose. To my right, Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hey, guys. Oh, boy. Wh- 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 Rich Sweeten. <laughs> to my left, Mr. Sean O'Brien. <laughs> Hello. Across from me, uh, and a reporter, a reporter, God fucking damn it, I'm s- reporting live from bowels of hell, Mr. Tim Bolger. What up, y'all? We're, we're a real podcast. We're leaving all this in. And to my right, uh, joining us for his third episode, uh, the nastiest of nudes, Mr. Dave Bennett. What up, baby girl? What's your screen name? <laughs> Welcome to the Brose Podcast, everyone. Available, as always, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and anywhere else. Fine podcasts are bought or sold. Did I, like... Eat like a jalapeno pepper or something between episodes because I'm like really struggling right yeah, now. It's the it's the DDP. <laughs> it's the DDP fucking me up. Yeah, yeah. The, the additional bubbly is not doing me uh, doing me rose. well. Uh, it could be the rosé too uh, because we are on our third glass of rosé right now. Uh, and as you all know, the premise of the show is to answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything while we're enjoying these glasses of rosé. Um, and if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air. You want to send it to us using the email address brosequestions at gmail.com. Again, send it to brosequestions at gmail.com. Um, before we get to those questions, though, uh, everybody feeling okay? Everybody doing well? Yeah. Checking in? Yeah. Feeling great, feeling good. How are you? Oh, hands up. No, that's a different song. Uh, sorry, that's uh, that's uh, uh, Black Eyed Peas, and you were doing Outcast. My fault. So, sorry about that. Uh, apologies to everybody out there, especially Big Boy, who deserves most of it. Personally, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. <laughs> Tim Bolger. That was, that was that was fucking awesome. That was really good. <laughs> like, that was totally on plan. Thank God. All right, yeah. I'm done. So our next section is our wines. Tim Bolger, I never meant to make your daughter... I'm sorry, what wine are you drinking tonight? <laughs> oh, uh, well, I'm drinking Barton and Gustier Rosé d'Anjou. Um, it's, I've, I've actually enjoyed this one quite a bit. Um, it says that it goes with a salad, exotic food, and sushi. Uh, worth noting, I'm eating sushi right now, and you have no idea how difficult that is to get in health. Really? Does it go well with the sushi? Um, it does. Um, as Richie pointed out, unfortunately, my sushi is now well-cooked, but whatever. No, <laughs> typically no. Uh, Rich, what are you drinking tonight? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> I am drinking... God damn it. Uh, Toriolo. Uh, it's a 2018 Rosado Toscana Rosé. It's nice. it's really good. Uh, the first time in quite a while that I've actually drank the entire bottle. Wow. Or I'm drinking, drinking, drinking the end of the bottle through the third episode. <laughs> uh, Sean, what are you drinking tonight? I'm drinking the Dreaming Tree Rosé, California 2018 by Dave Matthews, who, to break the bit... Took his chances. Uh, Dave Matthews often described as the exact opposite of Outcast. Uh, I wish I wish this ant would go marching back to the store. Because <laughs> that rosé was not fresh nor clean. <laughs> no. Hey, uh, not. Yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm going to take my rosé to the back of the bus, and uh, I'm drinking Toad Hollow Vineyard Dry Rosé. A Pinot Noir. No one? No one? Aw, <laughs> uh, hey. Uh, this is a pretty good rosé. Uh, it's Pinot Noir rosé, a true French style, bone-dry, elegant rosé from Pinot Noir grapes, fermented in stainless steel tanks at cool temperatures to preserve bright fruit characteristics, and uh, shout-out to Monkle Darnell locked up in prison. <laughs> Dave Bennett. Hi. <laughs> what are you doing, man? How, how's everything going for you right now? I'm doing well. Wonderful. That's great. I, uh, so right now I'm drinking a combination of black cherry white claw, which is a wonderful, wonderful flavor of white claw. <laughs> Ain't no claw. Ain't no yep. balls. 
when you're drinking the clone. <laughs> and the thing is, so I've I've wanted to actually like make sure I'm playing by the rules. So I've tossed a little uh, dreaming tree, uh, which is a legendary. <laughs> that name gets worse with every episode. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> the dreaming tree. I, Jesus like, Christ! It just like with such vitriol has been spit. <laughs> the fucking it's, dreaming tree. Fuck like you, every, Dave everybody Matthews. loves dreaming tree. So like I I tossed it into my black cherry by white claw. And um, mm-hmm. honestly, like it's it's very good. Okay. Uh, I, I, I have no further comment. No <laughs> further comment. Excellent. All right. I have a ton of further comments. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna save those for later. Um. All right. So, Sean, you actually have the questions this time. I do. All right. And you have uh, an envelope. I do have an envelope with three glasses of wine, denoting that this is our third ish glass of wine uh, for the evening and on the back it says sean knows five things none involving football right wow and uh i i think that's more or less right (laughs) let's harsh but fair yeah uh let's get right into these questions buckle in describe your most recent dream oh i can do this because i had a fairly clear dream the other night um, actually, it's, as I'm as I'm recounting the, the memories of it, it's not extraordinarily clear. I was in a it was like a fa- like one of those like high fantasy kind of environments, and I had been transformed into a fish. <laughs> and but this thing is, so it was one of those things. It was almost like you were watching it from a, like a like as if you were watching a TV show. So me, the per the character me in this dream was transformed into a fish. But then I got stuck in some you know you know hijinky kind of predicament and then got to see what else was going on in the dream so like my wife was in the dream um i believe sean and rich were in the dream i don't know maybe you you were also in the dream too david bennett you were you were in the dream and you were like in like a cabin type environment fuck you dude um um, but it just floated from like place to place and um and for whatever reason, like the 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 fish in this dream ended up getting like slaughtered, uh, like stuffed with food and slaughtered. So um, there was somebody carrying around like a gigantic slab of fish, and I was the fish trying to avoid getting uh, slaughtered into a slab. So yeah, there you go. There's my dream. Uh, I'm a terrible human being, I guess, uh, based on this dream. But uh, but there you go. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm I'm going to abstain. My dream was not very nice, so I'm gonna pass on. <laughs> <laughs> oh. A merciless slaughter <laughs> in the mind of David Bennett. When I tend to play a lot of a game, I tend to dream that game a lot. For instance, back when uh, Tetris 99 first came out, I played a lot of it, and my dreams were me literally sitting there playing Tetris 99. Um, so for me, as far as I can, as much as I can remember, it's just me like in the world of Monster Hunter, like doing what I would do and. I think it might be my head kind of processing what I want to do next while playing the game. I really don't know, but mm. that's just all I can think of when I'm when I all I can remember uh, ha- having had any dreams. Bulger, what was your most recent dream? Rode on the back of a Tyrannosaurus Rex shooting Nazis. Nice. Not surprised. <laughs> Very happy, actually. That's a great. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was yeah. wondering if you just like taken that from a movie. Actually, now I'm thinking about it, like or a T-shirt. Um, I had sent. I think it was a Venture Brothers opening. Um, but <laughs> oh, okay. no, that's a recurring dream. A recurring dream. So this is not the first time you've had a dream where you're on the back <laughs> no, of a T-Rex shooting. The first thing time I've had this dream. Are there any? Are, is the dream exactly the same, or are there little differences between each T-Rex the, ride? The fighting scenes play out different every time, but the same thing always happens. <laughs> and that is. <laughs> Um, well, I, <laughs> I ride on the back of a Tyrannosaurus Rex and kill a bunch of Nazis. All right, fair enough. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Rock and roll. Uh, sounds dope as hell. Uh, Sean, what was your most recent dream? Uh, I, I don't know. I've been having a lot of anxiety dreams lately, so I remember I had, the, the most recent dream I remember having is uh, one of those ones where your teeth are falling out. So like I kept like pulling out like huge chunks of my teeth and being like this doesn't seem good. I've, I've had a dream like that where I pull it out like half my bottom. Yeah, like, I'm like jaw. it's not just like a tooth; it's like a big old chunky. Yeah, but it's like it, but in the dream it's like this is just one tooth. But it's just I think you know in the ramp up to going back to work, I'm just like anxious about like leaving the baby and everything. But it's yeah, so it's just like it's just anxiety dreams right yeah. now. Great. <laughs> so I think honestly, like 
your best solution to that is like go into your job just knowing that you're not going to do well and just say to yourself like you know what fuck this job yeah well, i'm going to half-ass it well yeah that was <laughs> one of the things that mary was really worried about was she was like i've been gone for so long and when you get back it's like the whole thing has been happening without me and so like uh so like she put but one 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 of the things that was nice was she had to do like a training and it was really it was really kind of uh it was good to be able to demonstrate her knowledge base and be like i still remember how to do it like she had like a pretty big thing to do right off the bat so i think if i can if i have like a project that's due right when i get back and i can do it then that'll be like super helpful for mm-hmm. me and also i can take my medication yeah. <laughs> you're always gonna be your, your own harshest critic when it comes to your job yeah. like yeah. it's you're, you're gonna be like oh my god i i, I see every error that i make and and not mm-hmm. everybody is gonna be like everybody's got their own shit to deal with yeah i think i'm also really anxious because i'm the first dude to take as much like like leave as i did and i think there's like a lot there's still like a lot of people who are like why there's like a stigma yeah and it's like because i can like why would i not it's it's in lieu of being paid yeah (laughs) like if you're not gonna get if you're i'm not gonna take the full four months or however long it is like then then pay me more yeah that's the other option yeah so good on you sorry about your teeth though yeah Mm. they're they're all still there i have to get a cat i have to get a cavity filled though Mm. Uh, we have another. We have more questions, though. Do we? Oh hell yeah! That's awesome. Yeah. So many of them. Let's yeah. rock and roll. Let's rock and roll. Have rock you ever been? <laughs> have you ever been on a blind date? No. no, no, no. Well, okay. You have you been on a blind date, Bennett? Why'd you ask me that? Because <laughs> you're the one who took a deep <laughs> sigh when that question was asked. Uh, <laughs> well, you gotta yeah, be weird about it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. How'd it go? Um, so I've been on a couple of blind dates. Ooh. Uh, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, like none within like the last like 15 years. But uh, when I was young and in high school, I went on a blind date with this girl, Allie. Mm. And um, <laughs> let's just say uh, we hit it off. OK. And by we hit it off, I mean, like she uh, she had no interest in me whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. And then I went on another blind date with the girl katie and she ended up making fun of my wardrobe because i didn't i didn't know how to dress on a date Mm -hmm. so i just went ultra casual um (laughs) where did you go to eat no we went to the movies oh but what i didn't know is that two of her friends came along with us oh oh that that's a little cold there i mean it was it was a a little bit weird yeah yeah like i i i mean like uh, katie like she's she's married now um you know we i would say that we are friends but not, no katie, yeah. we are not, not friends here no um but um yeah long story short uh we um went on a date we went to a movie and it seemed like everything went well until she, after the fact like she crowdsourced her opinion and uh, <laughs> everybody decided to make fun of me. She had the ask the audience option. <laughs> yeah. And and I found a friend. 85% of the audience says your outfit sucks. I'm pretty sure 100% of the audience <laughs> said my outfit sucks. Yikes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you know, I, I was I was 15, 16 years old and I learned you should probably wear cargo shorts to a date <laughs> rather than anything else. So, yeah. yeah that's that how you me. start things off. I don't think I've been on like a blind, like a real blind date, but I was on a, essentially I was the, I went to a prom in high school with somebody I'd never met because it was, it was another school's prom and a buddy of mine called up and was just like, Hey, uh, I guess he determined that like the two defining, the two key characteristics for me getting this date were a, I was tall because this girl was also tall and therefore had to be, you know, of a, of a corresponding height so that she wouldn't be the taller of the two or something. Uh, and then the second was that I would seem like the kind of person who would just be available uh, <laughs> to do this kind of thing. So my buddy called me. I was like, yo, what are you doing uh, in three weeks? I'm like, I, I don't know. He's like, do you want to go to uh, Shanahan's prom with uh, someone you've never met before? I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, we had a very nice time. Like she was, she was very sweet. Uh, her her name was Melanie, and it was a it was a very nice date. And I don't think we ever spoke again, which is just fine. We had a very fun time, and uh, I ended up hanging out with my buddy a lot of the night. And she had somebody to dance with, and it, it all worked out. We we had a nice proper arrangement. But other than that, I don't think I've ever been on like a real blind date. How about mm-hmm. you guys? No, uh, no one has ever 
known someone to set me up with or has tried to set me up with anyone that I've never met before. Hmm. I don't think. How about you, Bulger? I'd have to be on dates for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, all right. Half so jokes in- aside. No. Internet five, Bulger. <laughs> I was to say, it sounds like we've got some work to do, the four of us. Well, no, I've been on blind dates. No, I'm not talking about funneling uh, dates oh. to Tim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Rich. And Rich. <laughs> and and okay. eh, he gets dates. <laughs> uh, Bennett, Bennett yeah. seems like he's out on the blind dates scene. Um, yeah. But, but no, 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 Sean. No. no, you're not? Okay, never mind. Uh, Sean, you have you have been on blind dates. Yeah, though. I went on one. Well, I went on one when I, it was a similar situation to you where it was like there was a dance at one of the schools near our house and a bunch of friends were like, this girl doesn't have anyone to go with. We think you guys would hit it off. And like we went together and she was fine. But like they kept like trying to force the subject after the fact. And it was just like she was fine. And yeah. that's all. That's all that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I kind there was kind of a blind date where when I was in college, uh, this girl had a paper that she had written and needed help with it. So because I was an English major, a friend of mine was like, can you read this girl's paper? And I edited it for her. I gave it back to her. And we only met for like a second when I gave her her paperback. And she was like, thank you. And we talked for like a second. I left. And like later she got in touch with me and was like, hey, you want to go on a date? Hmm. Like I thought you were interesting. So I had no idea. So it was like, it's not blind in that I had technically seen her before, but I did not know her. Right. From Adam or whatever it is. Good deal. She's married now to some... Somebody, some her and her partner are living a great life in excellent. Shout yeah. out to somebody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, forget huge, her, huge I forget her partner's name. I've had friends also try to set me up at like, for instance, the one time they actually tried to set me up, it was a dry wedding, and she was a friend of the bride, and that's all I got. Mm. They didn't set me up with any friend of the bride. Here's her picture. I think you guys will love each other. I'm like, that doesn't. Get, here you go, and just. Threw, basically threw me into the gauntlet. I'm like, um, hi. Oh, this song's great, isn't it? And we kind of hit it off. I was like, awesome, great. We'll have Drew and... We'll have so-and-so-and-so-and-so set us up with, uh, like, to hang out, all four of us, as, like, a double date. Never happened. Wolf. Mm. Wolf. Hey, we talked about this before, like, would you ever set someone up on a blind date? Or have you ever set someone up with another person? And, like, there is a level of presumption to setting someone else up on a blind date or setting up two friends where it's like, I know that you two will be compatible because I'm the brains of this. And like, you know, it just just simply does not work that way. Yeah. Also, I think I want to go on record as saying, uh, fuck you if you have a dry wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Very excellent, excellent Unless Unless you are a recovering alcoholic to have a dry wedding, I hate you. Yep. No one's going to have any fun. (laughs) Yeah. And even if you're... Even if you are recovering, listen, more power to you. You've made a healthy choice in your life. You don't have to impart that on sinners like me, <laughs> who are more than happy even, to have like six gin and tonics. Even at your a cash wedding. bar. Like, yeah, even fun. then. Just I've, make it available. I've been to two. The first one, their parents were recovering. I was like, all right, I guess. And they were also uh, straight edge. The second one was at a firehouse. And they just didn't want to get the permits for an no. alcohol license, so <laughs> it was that that one was a definite fuck you. Yeah, that's definite nonsense. No, no, at that point, like, listen, take another year, find another location, get me some goddamn alcohol for your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Had I known it was going to be dry, I probably wouldn't have gone. <laughs> What's that, Bulger? Shout out to dry weddings. No, 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 no. Never any shout outs to dry weddings. <laughs> no, dry weddings, the official villain of the Brose podcast. Uh, what is the next question, Sean? <laughs> The next question is, what's your favorite recipe? What do you oh. like making the most? Hmm. This is a great question. Turkey chili. Got it. Okay. Mr. Bennett. All right. Uh, so I have a buddy. His name's Big Country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Big his Country Reeves. mother has the world's most excellent jambalaya. And so we used to all to get, you know, we used to all get together. Like in our young 20s, we're in our young 30s now. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day he comes over and he says, oh, like I I can put this, uh, this, this, this recipe together very quickly. So 
he basically tosses everything into a pot, like a bunch of spices, like rice, chicken, shrimp. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm sitting there and I said to him, I was like, dude, I'm not eating this. Like, it's going to get everybody sick. And he says, dude, don't worry about it. Like, everything's going to be fine. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll eat whatever. Yeah. So he cooks it and it maybe cooks for 20 minutes <laughs> which is not which nearly, is by like a third of the time that you're supposed to cook jambalaya like not nearly close to enough time <laughs> so 20 minutes goes by and he starts serving people and i'm sitting there i'm like fuck that yeah. <laughs> like you guys can eat this shit i'm not touching it yeah so everybody eats it and i'm waiting for everybody to start barfing and nobody starts barfing and i'm like wait what's going on here <laughs> so everybody's like oh country this is really good yeah and so i was like all right fine i'll try some <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most delicious jambalaya i've ever tried in my entire life it's really good yeah it was really good so at the end of the day basically what i'm trying to tell you people is <laughs> Salmonella ain't no thing. Yeah, salmonella <laughs> doesn't exist. <laughs> this is the Bros Up podcast. Actually- don't don't believe anything that anybody tells you. Like, just eat raw chicken. You're good. Get E. coli. It'll make you stronger. Yeah. I am Matt Casano. <laughs> I'm actually glad you said that because my first pick was also going to be Big Country's Jambalaya recipe, um, which I have shamelessly like over every like six months. Like I. I Frequently, will lose the spice recipe, the spice mix specifically for it, and I usually have it saved. But if it takes like too long for me to find, I'll just text him and go, "Hey, do you have the the spice mix?" And he'll send it to me. And he's I still see him in the office, so every time I see him, like, "Do you make the jambalaya? Do you make it? It's really good, isn't it?" <laughs> Got turned down the cayenne pepper, but it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you guys? Do you guys have a special or favorite recipe? Oh, this is turkey this is. Chili. What's your turkey chili? Ah, uh, just generic turkey chili of any sort really i do love a good turkey turkey chili chili. yeah Mm. yeah and you can do so many things with a good red turkey chili he's like you put like brown sugar in it if you want you put a little hot sauce in it if you want to make it a little spicy like it's a great it's a house it's 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 a good versatile food i i love chili in general i'm so happy it's getting colder it's supposed to be getting colder it's chili season because it's starting to become chili season Mm. and i can't wait to start crock potting some chili and having it for six weeks mm-hmm. that's that's it's 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 perfect season for that sean do you have a favorite recipe uh yeah well so i have a an uh recipe for hot sauce mm. that i got from somebody that i don't remember but like i have it's like the only recipe that i have that i feel comfortable like changing it because like i'll like add different peppers and i like it's it's like the most fun for me to like figure out how it ends up like i made a batch recently that wasn't very good, but it was like, but it's like you learn, yeah, <laughs> you move on, and then, and it also like does go very well with chili specifically. And Mary makes pretty good, uh, pretty good chili. Mm-hmm. You just pop that in there, mm-hmm. boom, yeah, <laughs> right in the kisser. Pow, Rich, what about you? I don't know. I've got so many recipes that I actually cook. Um, I'd, I'd probably have to go like any of, any of the Stromboli's that I make. More primarily the uh, like the buffalo chicken, mm. and um, the iteration that I made this year for Jorts was just amazing. Um, but I also make some uh, um, Reese peanut butter cup brownies that are friggin' delicious. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Excellent. All of the thank foods you. that you make are so good. Yeah. Oh, thank good you. Good chef. Good chef. Thank you. If I were to pick something that wasn't Big Country's jambalaya recipe, which is banging, by the way. It is. Uh, I cannot, cannot emphasize enough that it is a, a sweet. Because you, you guys have made it for parties, right? Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. I, I've shamelessly stolen the spice mix specifically. For it this. is very good. It is really good. good. Um, I would say um, the recipe for Beacon Hill cookies. And this is uh, something my mother made because Beacon Hill cookies, I, it's not really what a Beacon Hill cookie is, the thing that I make, because it's the thing that my mom makes. And the thing that my mom makes is not really a Beacon Hill recipe because this is something my, my mom learned from my dad years ago. My dad was like, you know, when I was a kid, I always had these Beacon Hill cookies and they were delicious. My mother used to make them. They were great. And so my mom was like, I'm going to learn how to make them. And she couldn't, and this is, you know, the 70s, early 80s, something like that. She couldn't find the recipe anywhere. So she found something that seemed like it was like closely approximating what my dad, like the, the tastes that my dad was saying. 
Um, and she made them, and they're amazing. And this is like a, a holiday tradition now for the Casnells. Um, is a batch of Beacon Hill cookies, and it's basically just like a, a chocolate cookie that's like a slight mix of like a brownie and a cookie. And you have it's like the you have like dark chocolate chips as like most of the chocolate mix in there, and you mix it with flour and like a couple of nuts and everything like that. And they're supposed to be smaller, thicker cookies instead of like you know bigger like normal size cookie. It's almost like a, like a blot of cookie almost, mm-hmm. and uh, they're really good like they're mm-hmm. just like super decadent and and rich it's it's a delicious cookie yeah mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah i'm also this is just yeah. a shout out to the uh cooper tersiches who frequent contributors absolutely made legitimately the best chili i've ever had in my life Ooh. recently they uh after we had uh alice a bunch of people came over with food and they brought so much fucking chili <laughs> but they made vegetarian chili with like veggie bacon oh and it was it was so fucking good <laughs> we had it for like a straight week i ate it every single day mm-hmm. it was so good i'm just saying i'm putting it out into the universe that i will in turn get that recipe so i can make it for myself yes. and live that fucking life and then amen to that dude chili is so good everything I, I, i'm, I'm so excited for yeah. i like cold food like cold time foods yes. i like the i like how it's can, comfort foods yeah yeah just make it like a whole freaking like slow cooker pot of like, chili and just enjoy the weekend like it's snowed in and, and then and then like hot drinks like hot apple cider not hot chocolate because i know you don't like that yeah. chocolate. hot chocolate what what that? Mel- like melted chocolate melted oh chocolate. i don't like melted chocolate yeah right. hot, like chocolate. hot apple cider mm. hot chocolate like oh man it, mm-hmm. it's so good some irish coffees oh yeah 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 oh hell yeah what's is the next time question? you know what time it is it's the road show oh, yeah. it's road show time all righty. All right. So please, Matt, open addendum one and describe the photo to the listeners. I'd be happy to. And sure. while you're getting that out, each bro, meaning uh, the five of us, need to determine one, what they think the name of the object is, <laughs> two, what we think the use of it is, and three, we need to appraise it. Tim, you can look at your text now. All right. Okay. So this picture, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, appears to be. Like a pig mixed with with like a yeti. Uh, That's it's, a hairy ass pig. There's a hairy ass pig. So there's a gentleman in this photo with a with a strong mustache, uh, holding <laughs> what appears to be like a taxidermied pig snow monster. Uh, it's furry. It's got you know four legs, and the legs are are they the wheels on the bottom of them. So uh, and then you, know, you can't really see the eyes in this photo. I don't know if the hair is covering it or what. And it's got a snout like a pig. And very vicious looking teeth. Uh, and it's a, it looks like, you know, like a normal, I'll, I'll pass it around for everybody to take a gander. Uh, but this is a, a terrifying thing to have in someone's <laughs> house. I, I think the eyes are hidden underneath the ears. Like, I think okay. the ears might be flat forward. Um, yeah. And uh, is it wheels? It looks yeah. like wheels at the bottom. Oh, Soft yeah. Wheels. It is absolutely wheels. Yeah. That is even more horrifying. <laughs> oh so it's a, it's a demon pig on the go. It's so scary. All right. So what do we think that this item is? Bulger, you've got a photo, the picture in front of you. Do you have any guesses? <laughs> I mean, I think it's... Well, there's a doll sign in the background, so... A what? I'm assuming... Uh, there's like a doll and a toy sign in the background, so I'm assuming it's like a stuffed toy of some sort. Okay. Um, I think it's supposed to be some sort of like farm animal pet toy. Is it like... Tim, you're... You're pretty close, man. <laughs> I think it's like a like a hobby horse, like something you'd ride. Hmm. Okay. Um. Is it like a character? Are there any characters like in movies or books that are anything like that? Uh, like, am I missing what's something? What's that pig from Charlotte's Web? Um, Wilbur. 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 Yeah, I don't Wilbur. think it'd be Wilbur. So it's I, a little more vicious than Wilbur. So I think this is a taxidermied. Um, toy. <laughs> Have you ever seen a pig so, in real life? So that <laughs> the that thing. It's, a, it's, a, it's. I mean, they might have made a little bit of flourishes too, but it is. And it they is put more wheels like, on it. It is. A, it is a. <laughs> a ta- keep it mobile. <laughs> it is a taxidermied toy riding pig. So you think it's a, a legitimate pig? That they taxidermied and then will let their children touch. Maybe. No way. <laughs> I can't made. I can't no tease way. Rich too much on this because looking back on the last, the first one that we of these we did was the push me pull you, and I'm like, oh, it's a taxidermy push me pull you, and I'm like, wait a minute, it's a fictional <laughs> character from a movie. <laughs> I can't, what are we talking about, uh, Mr. Bennett? What do you think it is? Uh, I can already tell you what this is. It is the. 
<laughs> he owns one, by the way. <laughs> this is him in the picture. <laughs> you guys grow up. Uh, this is Babe, if you remember Babe. Uh, it's Babe Pig in the City. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Bob so you know Ramu. But um, during the whole like Babe phase, uh, Babe was actually mated with the pterodactyl. Oh, is that so? <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. What? It is absolutely so. Um, so far, so uh, this is actually the 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 child of Babe and Pterodactyl. Oh God! Which kind of explains why the mouth is so wide. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, uh, well, listen, I, I would like to continue following Dave down this path of <laughs> the, the, the no, that's all God, don't worry. Okay, no, no, that's fine. No, because I, I can't get on board with you. I don't think that's what it is. But, 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 what do you think it I, is? I do think it's a character from some work of fiction that I'm not familiar with. I, 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 you can't come up with this creature whole cloth. Like I think this is a, this is something from a book or a movie, um, and it's I, I, why it has wheels is beyond me. I have never seen a hairy <laughs> pig. Yeah, this that's that's thing. that's why I think it's a work of fiction because like I've never seen like do boars boars have like some pieces of hair on yeah, them, don't they? Like, they've they've, got, like, they've yeah. got like kind of like mustachey and stuff mm-hmm. and like but never like a full coat not, of fur no Boars aren't built like that I, so I, they have a yeah. stronger like shoulder area yeah i, I think this is a fictional much. character but it is a, it is a hooved animal yeah I, okay. i've bought i've bought like pig like like pork hunks to to slow cook for pulled pork and it had the skin on and the skin did have hair on it like okay pigs do have hair mm-hmm yeah, but I, okay. I mean, a, a I mean, coat of fur, maybe not. But yeah. I think it is a riding pig for children, probably from I don't know the early nineteen, like nineteen fifteen, yeah. somewhere okay. nineteen teens. I think that's the right time frame. I I don't know if it's a high, I'm, I'm going to say it's just a household decoration. And the wheels are just there to make it easier move, to move yeah. from room to room. So price. This is really thousand good. bucks. One thousand. Thousand. Okay. One thousand. So bulges in there at a thousand. Rich. I, I think five. Five k. Five k. Boy, this is such a. <laughs> I'll say two thousand uh, dollars. I'm gonna go with. Uh, thirty-five hundred dollars. All right. All right. Well, since I'm the last person, I'm gonna say five thousand and one dollars. <laughs> Here wow. we go. Here we go. Just cornering the market on anything above five grand. Okay. So we got a thousand, uh, two thousand, thirty-five hundred, five grand, and five thousand and one <laughs> bastard. So, <laughs> what I have here, as opposed to just a straight. Uh, <laughs> All right, I want to, uh, Sean, I'm going to need your help on this one. Okay. I have, in addition to the answer key, I have a transcript here. And I think it's only appro- appropriate that the oh, two of us act this boy. out. This so uh, would you like to be, be the guest or the appraiser? Uh, I will be the guest. Okay. Do we have popcorn for this? Uh, absolutely. Hold on, let me, br- let me bring you closer, Sean. This is the uh, the first episode of the Brose Players in the Brose <laughs> Theater. Uh, go right ahead. I found this pig about 25 years ago. Uh-huh. And I found it in an antique junk shop and collectibles. And I had to have it. I just couldn't resist. Mm-hmm. And uh, what did you pay for it? Uh, it was around $200, which was a lot of money for me 25 years ago. But I thought to myself, it's really a unique object. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> well, nothing is unique in our business, but... Uh, you know. <laughs> Unusual. Yeah, sometimes you see, you see something you've never seen before. Right. And I must say, I've never seen this before. It's generically a pull toy. Right. Uh, like cast iron wheels, probably made in Germany. Okay. Uh, probably made about uh, 1895 to 1910. Oh, uh, most pull toys you see from Germany are like horses, right? Uh, they're about this big, little wooden platforms, sometimes a lamb. Lambs are very popular. Right. And goats are very, very popular. You seldom see pigs, and you seldom see platform toys this big. Right. So, I mean, th- this is really exciting. Plus, you seldom find them so cute and animated. Right. So push him over here and listen to it says oinks in the script. <laughs> and listen to him and, and you see his little mouth go. I mean this guy's really a little charmer. Glass eyes, painted paper mache, snout and teeth. Uh, it's got this incredible action and just absolute charm. My hunch is that at auction this could easily bring 
$2,000 to $2,500. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, I think he's just a winner. Thanks for bringing him in. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. And scene. So, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. For the sake of clarity, uh, the, the name of this is Animated Pig Pull Toy, circa 1900. Purpose, toy. Value between $2,000 and $2,500. Oh, it hurts. It hurts to be this good. I mean, nailed the price. You nailed the price. Me and Sean the had Sean that it was a toy, toy. Yep. but I said it was taxidermy. Sean didn't. Is it ta- it's taxidermy? No, no, it's not. No. It's oh. not. That's why. <laughs> like, Rich just wanted to remind everybody that he thought this was a, <laughs> that was a taxidermy animal. Nah, dude. Look, the only things I had to eat today were when I got to your house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so another a phenomenal episode of the Antiques Roadshow uh, <laughs> guessing game. Uh, again... Uh, which is up at this point. This is eighteen three, so you all know at this point that the Antiques Roadshow drinking game was our winner for a game of, or recurring segment of the year last year, and uh, so it's going to take a lot to dethrone it because it's really it really is America's game. It is. It is the greatest of games. What is the next question, Sean? This one's a real thinker. Are YouTubers real celebrities? Because and and the reason I think this came up was because my uh, uh, my cousin took their my cousins took their daughter to um like some convention out in utah and there was a bunch of like youtube fam like the family youtubers i don't know what it was called but they went there and uh, every time he posted something about them being there he would put like famous in quotes and i was like it seems very reductive and I looked, and I looked at the people, like, because like one of them, she was in front of their banner, and I went to the person's YouTube channel, and they had like three point four million subscribers, and so I think just by like regular metrics, that person is famous. Yeah. I think if three and a half million people know who you are, mm-hmm. that's that's that that counts as fame, mm-hmm. and you know, like I, the the term celebrity is very loose. Like, no, it isn't. I, well, it's just famous. That's the definition. But uh, what I'm... I think it's referring to like the avenues what, that you can get there, what, right? What I'm getting at is, uh, like, like for instance, Preston and Steve, noted local radio show. Local celebrities. Local yeah. celebrities. They are celebrities. They are known in the general tri-state area, but not known in California. Mm. Technically, and, and this is a far stretch, you could, like, if we had a, a maybe a little bit bigger following... We could have a slight celebrity status. Yeah, I, I pull that whenever I get pulled over. Um, do you know who I am? Yeah, you flash, um, you flash your... Uh, I'm flash 25% of the award-winning like, Rosé podcast. How dare you? It is, it is a very loose definition. And yes, a YouTube celebrity is a celebrity. Like, I, I mean, I'm on YouTube. I'm not a celebrity. I have like three videos. Well, the question is, I think, real celebrities, which is, the question is real celebrities, which I think... I, I I do think there's this weird kind of reticence for the public at large to accept people who come up on the internet as being real actual celebrities. Like they 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 have some for some reason like less clout than like somebody who's in movies and stuff. Even if they yeah. they have the same size audience. Even. Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's it's anything related to online. Like there are there are news blogs or sports blogs that are that have credentialed reporters for them. But it's like if you say, oh, I write for the you know the this football blog you're like oh these freaking bloggers just writing from their 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 houses and everything it's like well no it's just a different medium mm-hmm. for reporting yeah. the news or reporting it's, stories like you've got liza koshi who just got her own um night like daily show like night show you got a um, late night talk show. late night talk show that's it she she started on the internet she is now a main quote mainstream celebrity i mean her talk show is at like 2 30 in the morning on I don't even know what channel, but still, like she is a mainstream quote mainstream celebrity. She she was still in celebrity status, in my opinion, before that show. All right, she, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Are you a celebrity if you do not make money off of it? No. Yes. Yes. Mm. By definition, you are. I think you do. Well, I I, you are. I, I mean, I think it would be a hard. Fame. I think it would be hard to be famous and not make yeah, money somewhere because yeah. like is there a difference between being famous and being a celebrity then i or is maybe. It just if you're famous you're a celebrity well if you're celebrity, yeah you're famous so you could be famous for rescuing timmy out of the well or something like that and not profit off of that 
And you could be a local celebrity in that aspect and be famous for that, Mm -hmm. but not really benefit from it. But you're going to get a Lifetime movie made out of that at least. So you might get a little bit of money. Like a really treacly piano thing. Being a celebrity is being famous for who you are. Um, So you can have a famous scenario or a famous object, uh, but that wouldn't be a celebrity. Um, so really the difference between celebrity and just general famous is celebrity is a specific uh, form of famous and that refers to a person. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, David Bennett, are are YouTubers real celebrities based on what you have heard so far? If you're not making money off of what you're doing, you're not a celebrity. Okay. Like plain and simple. Because it's like if you're a celebrity, you're going to... Like, it's it's a career. So, like, if you're commentating mu- movies, music, like, what have you, mm. then, uh, like, if you're if you're making money off of it, then, like, that mm-hmm. that is a career. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you're, like, if you're not making a dime off mm-hmm. of it, or if you're trying to, if, like, if your goal is to eventually make money off of it, like, no, you're not. You're I think not a lot of these YouTubers are, event- like, making money through, like... Well, like- yeah, with these guys, if you watch like one of these videos, they're like have they're like fifteen to forty five minute long videos. The first and last five minutes are almost always just ads for their merch mm. and or an ad like a partnership with an ad. But that's the thing. Like if if they're doing that, then they are celebrities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. If they okay. are making if if they have one person sponsoring them saying and and don't get me wrong like um i I see what you're saying like if if you're if you're generating revenue if you're just like some if you're four jamokes who are just recording a podcast (laughs) we have a couple hundred uh, subscribers or listeners or what have you and we're you know not to give away the books or anything but we're not really churning in the dough right here (laughs) uh you know we, we can't be classified as celebrities now we get a couple sponsors you know we start generating some income that's more than just like offsetting the costs of our show right then maybe you got something there so you've got 3.5 million yeah, yeah. subscribers. but do you think what do you what's the point at which is it when it offsets the cost you put in to make it i think you have more to then offset it if, if we're going by that definition well, i mean I like it's gotta be yeah, like, like a it, salary almost okay so you, is it that you have to be able to make money doing just that thing or is it can it be in conjunction with other things well you do? yeah i don't know i mean i think to be a celebrity i think you either are earning enough money from that celebrity avenue to sustain yourself or that you are you are now using that as like your leaping off point for other things. So like if you have a successful podcast online and you're still doing the podcast, you're making some money off of it, but you now have such a of a, a footprint that you get a job doing like a radio talk show or mm-hmm. doing something else. Like maybe that's also celebrity because like they're they're clearly they're coming to you and asking you to do this job because of your voice and your personality. Maybe maybe that's it. Like people where people are hiring you for your personality and for your your <clears throat> your brand. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the are YouTubers celebrities question? I think I think that Bennett's right, and that is it's mostly about how much mo- like making money off of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that this like the newer mediums, it's it's difficult for people to conceptualize how you make money off of it. Yes, and so I think then when people are making being like these celebrities, I think it's just like they're just not business minded in that way because you are making money in a different way like it's not you're not getting money from movie deals you're getting money from people asking you to plug their stuff and then also people buying shirts with your whatever dumb slogans on it yeah exactly exactly um what is the next question this is the last one or we have one more we have two more okay okay uh if you could make up a school subject what would it be and i'm not sure if this means retake or if you were could conjure from nothing a, a course i would like that question better yeah yeah because i was like with latin I yeah. Guess. <laughs> no, yeah i i took it as like make something up okay. like what would you teach kids if you could teach kids okay so if yeah if you could create a school subject like a, i guess a yeah. course what would it be especially like in like high school has a little bit of this but especially in college like there's like such niche courses like you can get so specific with like the history of specifically like w- women in romantic poetry i took or something a, like i took a, like, one of my courses for my major was african-american women uh writers right so it's just like very specific yeah this is all we're gonna go it was like yeah it was, mm-hmm. it was i mean it was an interesting class but it is 
I took one class that was only on Tolkien. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's, that's being an English major was point. very easy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it uh, the really long books though? That probably took you a couple of weeks just to get through one. Of yeah, them. yeah. Um, Bolger, do you have any ideas on this one? Mm. I'm throwing it to you because I don't. <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything right now. Okay. Um, I, be- I don't think I've ever seen a landscaping class in a college. It's like a like literally the literal act of landscaping, like you know, working yeah. the lawn and stuff. Landscaping theory. <laughs> I landscaping guess you could theory. Call it. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen that. So. Okay. There. Uh, yeah. I mean, there might be somewhere that'd be a good, like interior design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mister Bennett? Uh, so I never took a class on like how to do your taxes. They, yeah, yeah. They that's a really yeah, yeah. Like, learn the tax so code. <laughs> I I always thought that was kind of interesting when like tax day came around and it's like, oh yeah, every, like I I I went to private school. Like this is the weird part <laughs> is like I went to private school and everybody was like, oh yeah, you went to public school and I'm like, nah, dog, I didn't go to public school. <laughs> nah. And they were just like, oh yeah, like you learn how to do your taxes. And I'm like, nah, dog, I mm. never learned how to do my taxes. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, as far as I'm concerned, I never learned how to do my taxes, so, yeah, uh, that's a great like one. a nice, a nice tax class would actually be fucking super awesome right now. <laughs> yeah, a little money because literacy. I don't right? know, yeah. I do my fucking taxes every year. <laughs> yeah, so. It's, it's a money literacy class would be huge, yeah. in yeah. general, especially the tax, I mean, sure. the tax code is just, I mean, it's it's a labyrinth intentionally. It's, yeah, right? it it's is inscrutable. Uh, Rich, what would your uh, course be? Basic Adulting 101. Learning to understand tax codes, mm-hmm. salary, benefits, like yeah. all everything that encompasses being a basic adult, even into a little bit of like few dishes that you can cook every day so that this way you're not mm. going out to eat. And What can go in the dishwasher and what can't? Yeah, what can go in the dishwasher? Like basic... Like, I'm not saying, yeah, I guess, like, kind of, like, life, life skills yeah. that you need that you don't learn until you live on your own, pre-teach that. Like, just basic ideas of, like, you need to understand how, like, to manage your finances so that you know how much you can afford. You need to understand how to do your taxes. You need to understand what can go in a dishwasher, what can't, what can cook what you should be able to cook with very bare minimum ingredients, how to eat a healthy life, live a healthy lifestyle in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean, do you have any uh, thoughts on this? I think that's probably, I, I agree. It would be something along the lines of like finance or maybe um, like a job, uh, like a, a course on job, like on how to find a job in a field that interests you, like, or a field that you feel like you can succeed in. Cause I think it's, we are at a weird kind of nexus where the people before us were, are very much like pound the pavement, send your resume to a bunch of people, go into the stores and apply. And it's just like, that's just not how it works anymore. That's not how you find yeah. jobs. But like, they there is no, they don't tell you what, what the, like how to make yourself stand out when you are just, when you are literally just mm-hmm. a page on a screen. Yeah. And like getting, yeah, just getting your yourself out there and being able to present the best version of yourself and mm-hmm. like it would you know encompass kind of minimal public speaking and that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one because uh, there's the the idea that the the idea of somebody's personal brand gets thrown out there a lot, like as the new way of like promoting yourself. Like this is how you pr- you have to have a LinkedIn page and yeah. here's all your reels, everything like that. Depending on what kind of job you have, you have your own personal website with all of your credentials and your CV on it. And it's like there has to be a happy medium between the pounding on doors thing and then like turning into like Sean O'Brien trademarked. Yeah, like <laughs> there's got to be something else in the middle there. So that that's a really good one. I would have everybody take a media literacy course. And I'm not saying that this course doesn't exist, but I want people to fucking take it. Uh, like, to learn the difference between an opinion column and a, and a, a news story, yeah. like a hard news story. To learn the difference between a blog recapping the news and legitimate hard news. To learn the role of a journalist and to learn, like, to, to learn the, the way that our interpretation of what a journalist is has changed over the years. Because now it's just like, we want journalists to be reporting nothing but the facts 
even though we actually don't really want to report nothing but the facts. We want to report the facts that we want to hear. Mm-hmm. But like it used to be like, you know, 100 years ago, journalists would inject like I am would inject their own not even like a personal opinion, but there'd be like a personal spin on it because they're the expert in that field. They report on this on a day to day basis. And so you'd see little little like fl- like little flashes of their own their own opinion in a news story just because you know they report on this every day they know more about it than we do but like just the idea of of knowing what you're reading and knowing how to tell the difference between truth and bullshit yeah and knowing and and knowing like where things fall on like a an ideological spectrum as far as news outlets and everything because it's just it's it's important always but especially nowadays when it's very easy to not like like the idea like listen I'm not going to claim that the New York Times and the Washington Post are just like this these beacons of truth because they there are problems with them as well mm-hmm. but the idea that instead of reading just you know newspapers or you know mainstream news outlets that's just going to you're going to come from like like a, a secondary source that is just reblogging or revideoing or something like that as your primary news source on things like it, it gets dangerous a little bit mm-hmm. and I, I think just not even that that's a bad thing to just watch, you know, read blogs or watch videos or something like that, but just knowing what it is that you are yeah. consuming. Yeah, I think I, it's very yeah important. being able to to discern the difference between an opinion that's inserted into a story versus the like because I think we're getting to a point, you're right, that people just want hard facts, but that's not who we are as humans. Like there's always going to be opinions inserted into these stories yeah. and having the the opinion that the writer has does not change the facts of the story and yes. i think being able to look at the facts and then then draw your own opinion regardless of what the person says because mm-hmm. we are we're in a weird place where like if i read if someone reads a story and i don't but let's well insert me then if <laughs> if i read a story and don't like what the author has said then a lot of people will be like i don't want then i don't believe the story writ large yeah. as opposed to just being like this guy's an asshole but Yes. The reporting's good. It is much easier to say, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, than to go, maybe I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, it, it, and, and just knowing what to do, like how, basically how to discern, like I said, truth and bullshit. And legitimate reporting and legitimate journalism from somebody just spewing their opinions out of their ass, like we do every week here on the Brose Podcast. Uh, but like, like I think I think that'd be huge, especially because it seems like we are a media dominated. Like as we in our technology driven world, uh, like <laughs> as as we consume more and more media on a daily basis, and like as world news and politics and social issues become more integrated with even our entertainment. Like, listen, John Stewart's program was phenomenal. Uh, John Stewart's also not a hard news journalist. Like, there's there's definitely yeah. like, he, he there's, spoke truth to power in a lot of instances, but that should not be a replacement for just consuming your local newspaper or or reading or listen, watching broadcast news or something like that for years and years and years. And it's just knowing the difference between the two. That is all I'm asking for. And I think a media literacy course would be huge for that. Yeah, yeah. And so I'll I'll jump in there. I think uh, people need to understand what it is that they're consuming. Yes. So I think everybody needs to say like, hey, you know what? Like I'm I'm like, for example, like just consuming left wing media or right wing media. Like, no, you need like a nice like mix of the two. So you even can if you understand. lean one side of the spectrum, like know what the other side is thinking. Yeah, right. Like you like I think what is the greatest poison to America is just consuming one side of the media because yeah. you're only hearing one side of the story. It's easier to do than ever now. Right. Mm-hmm. And and. I think um, also on the other hand, like I think our media sources, I think honestly, like they're the most poisonous part of this country is like you have Fox News, you have CNN, you have these these different media organizations that are like rather than delivering the news, they're delivering the news with their extremely skewed opinions and it's and, also it, it, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. And so I think everybody, I think every everybody is guilty. Mm. And so as a result, nobody's actually receiving the news. Everybody's receiving, you know, what is a skewed version of the news. And I yeah. think that's dangerous for this country. And I think it's kind of where we, uh, why we are where we are right now. Well, I think, and, and and a lot of stuff with with modern media, especially like a like a like a like a CNN, for example, like the, that's a personality driven 
news source where it's not just, you know, you're getting the news. It's, you know, it's Aaron Burnett, it's Fareed Zakaria, it's Anderson Cooper or something like that. It is you're getting a certain personality delivering the news to you depending on your preference. And it's, you know, you're, you're looking for that, that personality to some degree. And if you like the personality, you might like the news that they're delivering, for example. Um, same thing with Fox News. Like if you, if you just want the red meat of, of the right wing media, you're going to watch Tucker Carlson. You're not going to pay attention to, you know, like, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, the, the, he does all the, does all the, the debates, older guy, weird nose, uh, glasses, <laughs> Charlie something. Oh. Shoot. I don't remember. Um, but uh, but like him or like Shepard Smith or something like that, who are like a little bit more like normal journalists on that site. Like like you're you're going to go with the personality that you are most interested in, rather than the person who's going to deliver you the most facts. So I, I think that's that's also a major problem as well. It's very personality driven. So if you like Tucker Carlson, yeah. you like Anderson Cooper, you like them as people, you like the way they deliver the news or the way they look when they deliver the news, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna side with them. You know, instead of somebody who might be a more Edward R. Murrow-esque journalist. Yeah, and I mean, like, that's that's kind of the dangerous part about this country mm-hmm. is, like, the way that, that people are, like, just so freely saying, like, I, I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll cut this part of the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. no I, like, uh, uh, Chris Wallace, by the way, was the guy I was trying to think of. Uh, uh, Chris uh, the uh, <laughs> the yeah. guy with the nose. Um, Shout out to Chris Wallace. <laughs> yes. Heads up. I love him. He's, he's, he's legitimately, if, if, if I'm going to pick one guy on Fox News to listen to, he's the one guy who's just like, he's a legit, legit journalist, Chris yeah. Wallace. Well, I, I think the, the one of the issues is that they are, like Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity and all them are not journalists, but they are pretending to be. Yes. Right. Or they, or even, they, they will say they're not, but like, that's how they are being marketed. Yeah. And like, that's that's the problem. It's not that, that there exists a conservative-leaning news outlet. It's that we have a bunch of people uh, who are, who are, you know, faux journalists mm-hmm. acting as though they are, not, like, their opinion, they are their their opinions are presented as the stories, right? And that's that's the issue. Yeah, like, just yeah. tell me you're entering the no spin zone. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. If you like Keith Olbermann, if you're going like on left wing stuff, like Keith yeah. Olbermann sign off with good night and good luck. Like he was motherfucking Edward R. Murrow. Like, <laughs> listen, I, I'm not I was not around during the period of Edward R. Murrow, but I certainly read a lot about him and, and saw some of his broadcasts. Keith Oldman, you are no Edward R. Murrow. <laughs> you're very entertaining, but you are not Edward R. Murrow. Yeah, it's yeah. a very different type of broadcast. Well, yeah. I, what if just... he? What if you signed off to like Sports Center? <laughs> that would be so fucking great. <laughs> I think he did that on his ESPN show for a while, and I was like, "Come on, dude!" Yeah. He had an ESPN show for a year, which was legitimately quite good. Um, but he would sign off with "Good night and good luck," and I was just like, "Stop it, man! You're 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 leading into around the horn." <laughs> uh, we have one more question. We have correct? the final question, which, which is, who do you text text the most? Uh, my wife. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. my wife Ben it's like also your wife <laughs> uh, your wife's bitch <laughs> got myself oh, oh, <laughs> just kidding no message fails to send uh, so aside from the significant others in our lives uh, who do you text the most uh, I text my friend Brianna the most Brianna okay yes. that's a good one okay mm-hmm. alright what about you Mr. Bennett pass I'll <laughs> okay i'll be back all right all right um how about you bulger aside from uh you <laughs> apparently um either my mom or my dad mm-hmm. i don't know which one okay okay um mine's a kind of a rotation like it's it's, it's usually you know, jenna's first and then i don't know um it's usually depending on the week it's some combination of like Eddie, the guy I co-host Keystone Coast to Coast with, uh, my buddy Chad, um, and then we. The problem is, is that there's so many avenues for for messaging. Is like I talk to you, Sean, and you, Rich, a lot, but it's always through Facebook Messenger. Yeah. I was about um, to ask that. I mean, that's, um, are other yeah. messaging programs allowed? Because my answer is way different. If that's the case, well, yeah, yeah. Like I I talk to Brianna a lot through Facebook Messenger mm-hmm. because she doesn't get great service where she lives. So it's easier. So I'm counting that as texting. Yeah, yeah, I would count um, that as texting. Group messages are a little different, but I mean, you can, can count that if you choose. Yeah, like, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. My friend uh, Patrick, I talked to the most. I talked to him through Discord. 
Patrick Stump. Uh, uh, Patrick Swords. Shout out Patrick Swords. Patrick Swords? Yep. Is that what Patrick Stump's Discord name is? Uh, it might be. Ooh, who knows? Goddamn arms race. It's like the recording's uh, playing Patrick right Stump. now. Um, yeah, it's, it's typically significant other. Like, you know, if you if you do something with somebody every week, it's usually like, all right, still up for this? Or, yeah. you know, playing yeah. this or something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Or, or uh, so, uh, Jacob recently has been texting me a lot. And for some reason begins every like interaction with my name he's like sean and like and i'm like yeah it's still me but like it's so weird because the only time anyone else would do that is if something serious was yes. happening so he texts me yeah. my name and yeah. it's like is it cool if i ask everyone if we can go play football yeah and i'm like he called <laughs> he called me i was I was about to take a shower and he called me because he's leaving for school and he was just like, I'm just wanted to let me know. And he's like, Sean, I don't know what to do. Oof. And I was like, what? And I'm like getting ready to like get dressed uh-huh. and go downstairs because I thought he just like lit the kitchen on fire or something. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh boy. And he was like, and he was like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, I forgot to take the dogs out and I have to leave for school. And I was like, are you goddamn kidding me? Like, I'll take the fucking dogs out, kiddo. Like, yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. doing, bud? It's not the nightmare scenario yeah. you think it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh I, I've seen that on text. Like, my mother does that. We'll just throw in my name randomly in the middle of a message. It'll just be like, paragraph, 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 because that's how our texts go. Paragraph, 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 and then Matt. And then, like, it'll always, we'll never be of important, like, of, of real urgency. It'll be like, how do I cook a pork shoulder? Or, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, yeah. you didn't need my name for yeah, that. I'm, I knew you were texting me. I don't me. get it. Just lead with the question that yeah. it is implicit that it got to me if you're texting me. My name's at the top. Yeah, it's it's right there, man. I already know. Like, it's not like, oh, could you pass this on to, your, to, to yeah. Mary quick? Uh, and I get my name and then three dots from my parents. Tim, uh. dot, dot, dot. And then they ask me the question and it's never serious. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the next class we need to have text message etiquette Tim, dot 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 how do i do an ellipses on my phone <laughs> pretty much yeah um oh man uh is this uh wondering why our podcast has gone for four hours yeah. uh all right so those are all the questions um i i i i, I had a couple of takes bouncing around but i can't really form one that i'd be able to nail down in, in a short period of time here um, so, uh, I'll just say, Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, uh, please get healthy. Uh, we could really use somebody to actually catch a goddamn football on this fucking football team. Um, anyone else with a take this week? I don't have... We're, we, we're really wiped out. We went for a while today. Yeah. yeah. It was, yeah like I'm just wiped, man. Four to five hours. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. This, this is what it's like to record every episode of PodQuest. Mm, which Weekly. Is, it is my, uh, nerd roundtable podcast that I do... Every week. For some reason, Rich hosts a podcast other than this one. And, what and a loser. runs for three plus hours a week. I host the Keystone Coast to Coast podcast. It's usually for an hour and a half to two hours, but we're usually also at it for three hours because we're waiting for like some technological thing to work out. <laughs> we're doing things a little bit out of order here. I also uh, edit the Under Pressure, Hidden Story, Pregnancy, and Preeclampsia podcast, but uh, there's... We've, been, we've done some good work today, gentlemen. Yes. Excellent work. Yes. Uh, a plus is all around to all of you. Gold stars great yes. stuff as thank always. you uh, bolger yes bolger and bennett, and bennett. uh john yep. bennett ramsey <laughs> yeah benedict cumberbatch oh, I'm yeah, by the way uh, benedicio del toro to, uh, back in the 90s people used to call my parents house and ask <laughs> for john <laughs> jean <Benet Ramsey. laughs> god damn it yes and so like i was like i was like seven eight nine years old and i'm just like yo yeah. seriously guys. <laughs> i'm actually a little bit sad we didn't go to, to bennett's bodega because i know you have jean benet ramsey takes right i, I have a million of them <laughs> if people wanted to find you them uh on twitter how would they find you to see those jean benet ramsey exclusively takes? jean benet ramsey tweets yeah. and just yeah, exclusive jean benet ramsey takes <laughs> yeah. d dot bennett d d o t b E-N-N-E-T-T. How about you, Rich? At B underscore walnuts. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sean, what about you? It's just <laughs> like a freaking bomb went off in our At ears. hey, it's S-O-B. And uh, I'm M Casnell on Twitter. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast, of course, can be uh, interacted with on Twitter using the handle brose underscore podcast or just on Facebook at brose podcast. And, of course, you can uh, subscribe, download, rate, and review our podcast um, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else that you can get fine podcasts. If you have a question for the show, 
email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Uh, special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling all our questions, to Shannon Vogel for designing our logo. You can find her wares at etsy.com for sale. And our theme music is When by Stephen Siebert. You can find his work at Free Music Archive or headphonica.com. That's it, guys. We did it. We did it. Another one in the books. So, for Tim Bolger, David Bennett, Rich Sweeten, (laughs) Sean O'Brien, and allegedly Tim Hansen, my name is Matt Casnell. For the entire Action Moves team, I'd like to remind you all to be smart about being stupid. Stay classy. You stay classy, Cherry Hill. (laughs) Stay classy. World. Shout out to Cherry Hill. Planet Earth. (laughs) Yeah, big shout out to Cherry Hill.